Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. I'm back off to Farnham this morning to talk with Tara Fisher and to listen to all those lovely Tweety Birds. Good morning, Tara. Hello. Morning. It sounds like you're in some kind of aviary. Well, we have got a lot of trees around us because we do live near a forest. So um, I think that's... And I always worry. There's a bird sanctuary, a bird world place not far from us. And I always think that maybe like some of them have escaped and they're hiding in my trees. (laughs) It certainly sounds like it this morning. How have you been this past two weeks? I can't believe two weeks has gone already. Yeah, I, I, it's just going so quickly. I just, not only am I still forgetting what days of the week are, but it is whizzing by. Um, last week was a bit up and down, really. I lost my great auntie and we lost a neighbour. Um, COVID. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that was a bit rubbish. But this week, I'm feeling much, really positive. I'm actually kind of just cracking on with a lot of work stuff as well this week I just feel yeah really good this week so work-wise um what have you been have you finished your manuals no don't be ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) so what have you been doing so actually tell a lie last week I did do quite a lot on the manual but then I got bored of it again so I have to keep doing like little dribs and drabs but I've been uh so today I've done, I'm halfway through Amy Domit's marketing course. Oh, brilliant. How is that? Yeah, it's really good. So far, so good. Really good. I also have brought a couple of other kind of manuals of people what to do on Instagram. Samantha Jane, I, mm-hmm. I looked at her. She's been really helpful helping me with my Instagram page. Um, but also this week, I've spent a lot of time judging. I was judging for World Lash University. So that's taken up oh. quite a you probably saw my lashes. Oh. <laughs> I'm very impartial. I didn't recognise anybody's <laughs> But it's really hard work and it just takes such a long time to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm really thorough with it as well. Yes, absolutely. I can imagine that. You, I heard you saying um, somewhere that your eye is immediately drawn to the top line. Is that the, the thing that hits you between the eyes most? What are you looking for? Um, yeah, layers and top line is one of the things that I'm drawn to. And the inners, the inners and styling is just... The correct styling is is also one of my big things. It's one of those things I learned from Vicky a long time ago. And I know everybody likes to do different styling, but it's got to suit the Mm. person's face and the inners. I love short inners. And so that's one of my... Mm. It's so subjective, though, styling. And if you've got an even set face where everything is sort of pointing the right direction and and the symmetry is good and your... um, your measurements are all good and you could carry off various different stylings then it comes down to individual choice doesn't it so it very much so very much so but it also some of them are quite obviously wrong, wrongly styled um the good thing about world lash universities they have to put a description 
of what they have done and mm. why they've done it as well. So um, I quite like that idea that they've given it an explanation as this client's got a downturned eye, therefore I have done this, or this client has got, or the model's got a wide set eye. And I've actually checked that. So if they've written that their client is wide set and that is the reason they've done that particular styling, I've actually got my little ruler and bit of paper out and checked that they are wide set. Because mm. I wonder if, if before you enter, uh, do your lash sets, you should see who's judging and see what they like although sometimes you might have already done your comp sets before you even know who all the judges are because I mean I did one for instance I had one competition entry where my model who I've styled in various different ways and she literally can handle any styling I thought mm, I'm gonna try a, um, a cat eye on this time because I want to push myself out of my comfort zone and I do find true cat eyes really hard to pull off anyway I, I did them and they are still one of my favorite sets ever but I know that one of the judges it's just not her thing and she marked me low and you know had I maybe taken that into account before I did the competition I might have played it differently but I just really wanted to do it so I did <laughs> I think it is it's one of those things, and I did a workshop with Jade actually earlier on this week about competitions, and I've done Vicky's workshop on competitions, which actually were both very different to each other. But that's one of the main fundamental things that people have said, is when you are doing a competition, look at the judges, because that will give you an idea of what they're going to be looking for, what they're going to be drawn to. Um, the World Lash University ones, I was only recently asked to be a judge, I think because they had quite a few entries. So obviously people wouldn't have been able to, mm. to, you know, take that into consideration. But you're right, every judge has different views on everything. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, that is for sure. But that has been keeping you busy and quite fun, I imagine. Really good fun, actually, really good fun. It's really nice to see so many entries and so and every every entry has been so different as well so everything looks so different you're not seeing hundreds of sets of lashes that are exactly the same which is really nice which um category were you judging classic beginners classic advanced and mega volume i think the, the mega volume was only open to advanced um lash artists Right. Okay. Interesting. So you don't find it stressful. You do enjoy it. Cause I know that Vicky Rugg says that she won't do any more judging because she found it actually quite distressing. It's um, I'm not going to say it's easy because it does take a lot of time and you do feel a responsibility to, to mark them correctly. And then you do worry that you're being too harsh or you worry that you're just giving points because you want to be nice to people yeah. don't want to hurt their feelings but it is a competition um so it can be quite stressful it's quite nice this time actually that i only had a couple of categories to do and a couple of the categories only had a few entries so that was that's that makes it quite nice i think at christmas vicky and i did um a competition where we were judging and we just had so many entries and that can become quite overwhelming and that then becomes quite stressful. Do you think that the number of entries for World Lash was affected by COVID? 
I would I would have said so. Yeah. I mean, I've I've not judged it before. I've not entered it before, so I don't I don't really know. But um, I think they they had a good amount in. I know that Lash Social was, as I think Genevieve had said that her entries had been had suffered. I know mm. that they'd changed their um their dates quite a lot to help people get their entries in. Yeah. Emotionally, it is it is a bit bonkers at the moment. Are you chipper at the moment? Yeah, I am actually. I've got my boy home. Oh. Uh, he's decorating the house, which is nice. Um, no disasters so far this week. Nothing has blown up or dripped or exploded, so that's good. <laughs> Touch wood. Um, I think everybody is Nelly's cracking on with some work. It's really nice when she's focused, and it then. Like I said to you before, when when she was on her Easter holiday, she just kind of laid around not really doing anything. And I found it really hard to motivate myself then to do stuff. But now that she's, I mean, she's literally at the computer, every, you know, from 8.30 having lessons all day. So that, that then motivates me to actually do stuff but not sit around watching television and, you know, sitting in the hot tub. But, um, <laughs> nice as that is. <laughs> as nice as it is, I know. But we, I've still got things that need to be done. There's policies to be written. And I've done a couple of other courses this week as well. So, like I said, I did Jade's competition course. It's been a week of, like, studying, actually. I did the um, the Barbicides and the, the Guild are doing a really good course, online course at the minute. So I've done that as well. Um, about infection control policy it's really useful the guilt has as the the course has helped me assisted me in writing that so i've added all these bits in and i haven't actually sent it to my clients yet but i'll wait until you know the government give us some more guidance and then i can tweak it a little bit and stuff but that's about a whole week of just doing stuff like that really and ordering ppe (laughs) (laughs) um Katie Godfrey said that the Barberside course was really difficult. Did you find it tricky? <laughs> I was I really nerve-wracking in case I was going to get anything wrong. <laughs> it's like doing an exam. I was like, oh, my God. And I actually made notes as I was going along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on the subject of PPE, I just don't know how much to order. Obviously, I've got no money at the moment. So ordering stuff, it, it, it hurts. And then if the government say that we can't even lash you know got this look oh. These stuff. <laughs> for, for the listeners tara is putting on a pink <laughs> hairnet oh yeah i've ordered those i have ordered those but if <laughs> if they say we can't we can't be in close proximity for more than 15 or 30 minutes we, the game's up yeah i don't think they're going to put a time i think originally i thought they would put a time limit on it but looking at all that stuff that all those messages that are floating around that of what Ireland have done and potentially what we're going to do I don't think they're going to put a time limit on it but I think that we will be later in the phases yeah uh, but I've ordered a few bits but yeah that'll just be comedy value for my clients with the hairnets <laughs> and also Tara we have talked about and I've ordered one since since you had said you were ordering one <laughs> one of those infrared thermometers so are we actually going to take clients temperatures I am in the door their temperature (laughs) name's not down you're not coming in (laughs) off your trot I I don't know 
I find it hard enough to take um, booking fees, let alone take their temperatures. <laughs> you need to take a leaf out of my book, Joanna. As you well know, I am like the strictest person ever. But I've ordered one because you just don't know if we're allowed to go back and your, you know, and your client says, oh, no, I think actually most of my clients are, I've had for a long time and they're all family people. But you will get those people that are like, no, I feel fine. I'll just go. Yeah. Um, and that is putting our families at risk. You work from home. I work from home. And it's putting all the other clients at risk. Yeah. So I just, I'd, I'd rather be like, you know, crossing all the T's, dotting all the yeah. I's than being. I if you, I suppose, yeah, I know you're totally thorough. And I suppose if you lay it out as a policy in the beginning, before anyone comes back, it's not like you're saying, I don't trust you because it's just a policy that you have. Whereas if you suddenly said, right, I'm taking your temperature today. Uh, that, that yeah. is like you saying, I don't trust you. You're a messer. You've, you've, you've hoodwinked me in the past and I'm damn yeah. well taking your temperature today because there has to be that two way trust, doesn't there? And I think, I think it was Katie again, who'd said, well, surely you need to trust them enough to take their temperature before they come. If that's one of your um, provisos, but, hopefully they will think right you're taking my safety and your safety and everybody else's safety really seriously and therefore you are a good person to come to i think that that's how i've kind of or i will be selling it to my clients is that it is for their safety that whole policy that i wrote will be for their benefit as well not just for me but for their benefit to keep them and their family safe and without having those strict policies in place you know we can't open safely mm. so I think as long as we like you say make it for them and they understand my clients I've been sending little updates to my clients on a kind of bi-weekly basis or every kind of 10 days just to kind of check in with them and they're so grateful the, the amount of replies I've had back from people oh thanks for checking in with me and it's a generic message that I'm sending but they love the fact that I am taking the time to care about them mm. and keep an eye on them so I think that I think I, I don't think I'll have any problems with them complying with, with the compliance <laughs> do you think we are gonna be opening anytime soon no idea no idea. no idea. I mean, I, 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 it's difficult to say, isn't it? I think the trouble is, is that the, the policies and the things that we've seen floating around on Facebook and by WhatsApp and stuff and the things that have been in the press and what Ireland and other countries have done, it's very difficult to pinpoint where we are yes. in those policies. So there's a question over, do we come under hairdressers? Or do we come under more like tattoo artists? We're kind of in the middle. It's just, yeah. it, there's no clarification. I think we need clarification on that. And then there's the working from home or working in a salon. You know, those are two very different things as well. It's going to have so many layers to it as well. I mean, there's stuff potentially about shopping centres not opening for a while. So if you're a salon in a shopping centre, you... Yeah won't be able to open and then if your kids are off school you still won't be out lots of people still won't be able to open and if you've got vulnerable members of your family and you work from home you still won't be able to open so there's so many layers of it like an onion that just unravel the one that's floating around on whatsapp i think was saying 
the last phase, i.e. the fifth phase, 10th of August. And that was the only one that mentioned school age kids going back in a phased, tiered kind of system. The crash in kindergartens might go back sooner, but the school age kids, not till September probably. Well, that's why I think that document probably wasn't real or has come from a different country because our kids will be on school holiday then. Anyway. Anyway, um, Nellie was saying yesterday that her school, the teachers have been talking about phased, phasing going back. Maybe year six, year 10 and year 12 may go back earlier. After half term. Yeah. yeah. I heard that too. The, the thing is, we don't know until we know. And annoyingly, it's not going to be tonight, i.e. Thursday. It's going to be Sunday, damn it. Well, that's because they don't want us all out partying <laughs> over, the, over the back holiday weekend. Yeah, I know. That says a lot about how well they trust us. But, you know, it's human nature, isn't it? It is. But I think it does give us hope, though. And I, I have... I think everybody is, is a lot more, everyone's being a lot more positive at the moment because they can see that we are having positive, this is working, it's working. This thing at home has worked or is working or currently still working. Um, I think people, although people want to be out of lockdown, I think deep down people are probably quite uh, worried about coming out of lockdown because they don't want then the second curve and, and stuff. So it is quite you know it can be quite an anxious time but I think that there are there's a lot of hope out there I think at the minute because they can see the end is coming you know hopefully on Sunday even if they just said to us right we can't go back to work until August in our industry at least then we've got some light at the end of the tunnel we've got something to focus on because at the minute it's like oh I don't know how long we're going to be here for but of course if after each phase or during each phase there's a significant rise in infection and death rate they'll pull us back to the previous yeah phasing so it you know it could be august but it could equally be january you know it's like it's, it's it's the it's just the yeah yeah i mean they're obviously going to have to do it in those phases and yeah take every phase as it comes and if, if they get to phase two or phase three and something goes terribly wrong, we're back in the same situation, they just have to pull it back. Yeah. But kids, on Sunday, I think people will feel a lot more comfortable with it. I think people are looking forward to maybe a little bit of a relax on maybe seeing their family. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. It would be really nice, wouldn't it? Just to have a little gathering, you know, and just to be able to go and have a cup of tea. And actually quite nice if we're allowed to see our family, but we're still not allowed to work and we still get paid by the government. That would actually be quite nice, right? <laughs> I wonder how long they'll pay us for. <laughs> well, I did hear that they were going to tail off the furloughing in July, but, you know, they can't afford to pay us forever. Mind you, not that we've seen a penny yet, so I'll believe it when I see it. Well, exactly. I haven't had a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Skint is not even going to cover it at the moment. Oh. No, absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started. Credit card, <laughs> right? Battery in at the minute. <laughs> face masks, face screens, bed covering, yeah. plastic this, plastic that, barbicide this, salon side that. Oh my gosh, Tara. And it's probably all going to sit in your cupboard until August. 
until January. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope not. But basically, we do all need to pat ourselves on the back because we've effectively just done the length of the summer holidays and we're still smiling. I know. I know. We're doing it. We are, you know, we should be really proud of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of us have got it harder than others and some of us have got, you know, like I said, like I said to you before, the people with younger children are, are... take my hat off to you I you know how you don't come out of this like alcoholics I don't know um we're quite lucky because we've got older teenage kids who are fairly you know or certainly more self-sufficient at least still lazy but you know I, at least like, she's getting on she's doing it yeah I've, I've actually started to make Nelly cook a meal once a week as well for me which she moans about all of the time but she might get a buzz out of it eventually. And what a lovely thing to go out of lockdown into the next phase of our lives with, you know, your teenage daughter, hopefully will continue to cook for the family once a week. And how great would that be? I don't think she will. <laughs> <laughs> Am I just getting too fluffy there? <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's Nelly we're talking about here. Let's keep it real, Tara. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So talking of patting ourselves on the back, what three things have you done today that you can pat yourself on the back for? Uh, So I'm halfway through Amy Domit's marketing course. Um, Today, other than that, we've seen clean the floor in the kitchen. Excellent. And I've chosen some paint for the hallway. There you go. Perfect. Tara? I will speak to you well before then, but I would love to check in with you on Behind the Lashes in two weeks' time and we'll we'll know hopefully a little bit more about the direction our life is taking. Absolutely, hopefully. It's been really lovely talking to you again today, Joanna. Thank you. Take care. And you. See you later. Bye. Bye.